to the Red Pill Sports Podcast. Combating Woke Inc.'s takeover of sports. Red Pill Sports Podcast. Sports. Welcome to the Red Pill Sports Podcast. We're so thankful that you joined us uh, this evening. This is Donnie Copeland. I'm in a little different surroundings uh, tonight, but uh, we're going to continue on and uh, just so thankful to have you. Uh, We're going to be talking about uh, the media's uh, unveiling who they think is going to be successful in the college football uh, uh, this season in in the college football playoffs uh, specifically. And uh want to say a shout-out to Red River Auto. Thank you so much for all of your uh, help, Red River Auto. Also to MyPillow.com, MyPillow.com. Don't forget that uh, promo code RED. And we appreciate you guys so, so very much and appreciate you. And uh, we're just thankful to have you. and glad that you're here. And uh, looking forward to spending the next uh, 35, 45 minutes with you. I'm going to make a lot of Ohio State and Michigan Wolverine fans really upset tonight. Uh, but it, it has to be said. Um, if, you'll, if you'll go and look, and, and I'll be pushing it a little bit more uh, tomorrow. Uh, but uh, I did a, a meme uh, for the show tonight. And it's called uh, Not Again this year or again this year or not again this year or something like that uh i'll uh i'll check it out and see exactly what it is but it's basically the two thieves on home alone who are just total nincompoops and they're trying to break in kevin's house you know the entire movie and uh, they never succeed uh and and that's really uh, that entails ohio state and michigan now i know what people's going to say they're going to say well you know uh, they've, you know, Michigan's been in the playoffs and Ohio State's been in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, they have. And they get blown out every time. Or, or this last year, it was a, you know, it was a more competitive game for sure. Uh, but uh, uh, our year before last, I guess, was pretty competitive. But it's it's the same thing every time. We're going to get into it, talk about it, why I think uh, the media just can't help themselves, uh, why they're never going to give uh, the teams that actually – finished the year uh, uh, year after year doing really, really well and just can't help themselves when it comes to Ohio State and Michigan. Look, you got to understand that uh, Michigan has not won a national championship since 1997. Now, think about that. What's that, 26 years uh, th- that um, – Michigan is not one that they they are approaching three decades of not winning a national championship. I know Jim Harbaugh is their coach, and I know they're they're better. But you look at where they play; they play in the Big Ten, and I think actually the Big Ten probably uh, after these latest mergers probably got a little better. Uh, but but if you look at it, uh, you know they in Ohio State they they play hardly anybody on their schedule. Uh, even even in their conference is not very competitive, uh, and then they're you know it'd be different if they played uh, a really tough schedule. And don't give me Notre Dame. Notre Dame is you know is a has been, 
you know, Notre Dame really is now, I think, after Brian Kelly is an eight-team, eight-game win, uh, eight-game winning team or eight-game wins uh, team uh, perennially, uh, and I think that's only because they're only eight-team uh, or eight-game uh, team, eight-game winner. Uh, goodness, uh, is because of of the terribly weak schedule that they play. Um, and so, uh, but the media just cannot help themselves. They're they're going to have Notre Dame. They're going to have Michigan. They're going to have Ohio State, and usually Oregon. I think Oregon because of um, Notre Dame and Oregon's uh, recent coaching changes, and that don't look to be uh, the coaching changes that they probably needed. Um, so that they've slipped a little bit, but here we go. We've got. Uh, we've got Michigan and Ohio State at two and three. Uh, Georgia, which I'll give them that. I don't think Georgia's going to be as good this year. Uh, I know they're supremely talented. There's no doubt about that. They got four and five stars everywhere. Uh, but uh, when you have a freshman quarterback, it's still a freshman quarterback. It doesn't matter. So people say, well, Jaden Daniels' first year did really well. Yeah, but Jaden Daniels has played two years at Arizona State. So that's that's apples and oranges. Uh, so I think there is some adjustment, uh, but probably not in the Big Ten, uh, especially there. Uh, I, I'm sorry for Georgia in the in the SEC East. Uh, have you seen Georgia's schedule? It's it it, it looks like the. I mean, they play. I, I think it's week seven or eight till they play a game. Uh, so I think what's going to happen with Georgia? I think they're going to they're going to cut through the SEC season like. Hot butter through a uh, or or not through hot butter, then I think one day, if they uh, meet uh, LSU or Alabama in a championship game, um, I just don't think they're going to be battle tested, and I think they're going to be uh, upset. You heard from me here first. I think actually, uh, bar an injury, I think LSU probably could go all the way. Of course, I'm an LSU fan, so th- you know that's um, that that would be pretty common thing for me to uh, pick them. Uh, and they are, uh, and the AP picked, uh, or I think ESPN picked LSU to finish fifth. Um, I think Michigan and Ohio State are way too high for my liking. I just, I don't see them as two or three. But this happens every single year. And typically, like I said, it's not just Ohio State and it's not just Michigan. It's also Oregon and it's also um uh, Notre Dame. Uh, and, and I don't think there's any accident. Uh, that 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 happens whatsoever, and I'll tell you why I think that is uh, here in just a moment. Uh, again, I know I'm going to make Wolverine fans really upset, make Ohio State fans really upset, um, but it just is what it is. Listen, Ohio State hasn't won a national championship since 2014, and that was in the BCS era. That era that was even before uh, the playoff system. Uh, before that, they won uh, one in 2002. Uh, so what was that, 21 years ago? So, you know, uh, nine years ago. And, and, and I think another thing is that they do, they and Michigan reach uh, the playoffs. I think Michigan's uh, reached it the last two years. Uh, but it's it's how they fare in the playoffs. It's just like Notre Dame, you know, under Brian Kelly. I don't think they'll sniff the playoffs uh, after Brian Kelly's, you know, Brian Kelly being gone. I just don't think. Uh, Marcus Freeman, you know, I don't think he can carry, uh, uh, 
you know, Kelly's, Brian Kelly's shoes. I, I mean, I, you know, I just don't. So, um, you know, I, I think they're, they're an eight-win team uh, going forward. Uh, I think Ohio State and uh, and Michigan, the reason that – and if you'll watch every time, if Ohio State loses to Michigan, Michigan loses to Ohio State, well, they don't play anybody else. So they'll still back into the playoffs. And, and you know, I, I was never far really an expanded playoff until uh, just this – this obsession with Ohio State and Michigan, who are not either, either one of them are rarely very, very good at all, um, and and so oh, yeah, man, they only usually lose one or two games. But look who they play. Uh, I was looking at Ohio State. I believe it was last year or the year before. Their uh, their RPI or their strength of schedule was just pathetic. Michigan's is pathetic. Uh, and and the, probably the toughest game they play all year is, is the game they play against one another. Quite honestly, they have great athletes. I'm, I'll give them that. They they recruit recruit well. Uh, so let's talk about uh, why why do I think I don't say you why do I think the obsession the media with the obsession with Michigan Ohio State and uh, and Notre Dame I'm going to lump Notre Dame in there because they just can't help themselves the the media that is. Uh, and I think it all—it's kind of like in politics, you know. I was—I'm a recovering politician, and uh, someone said, "Well, why do you think they d- did this or did that in in politics?" That is, and and my answer always is, "Follow the money." And I think it's no different. It's not any different in anything, really. But when it comes to sports, uh, because of Michigan, because of Ohio State, uh, I think it is follow the money and Notre Dame uh, for sure. Uh, it is follow the money, and we'll we'll delve into that here in just a moment. But uh, again, we are brought to you by Red River Auto, the most patriotic car dealership in America, and so I want to encourage you tonight. Uh, I am doing this uh, show at just after midnight on a Tuesday night, so it's actually early Wednesday morning, uh, whenever you may uh, listen to this. But um, I, you know. Uh, Red River Auto has been such a friend to this show, been a friend to the Dot Washburn Show, which we are a part of. If you are looking for a good political show, check out the Dot Washburn Show, and I uh, think you'll really enjoy that as well. Also, we have a new uh, uh, show for people that either are on Medicare or looking to sign up for Medicare. We have a Medicare specialist. And he is very entertaining, got a, a rich history in talk radio and in uh, top 40 radio, uh, done sports radio as well. Uh, and he, what he's going to do, he's going to, uh, which I'm at 62, so I'm looking at Medicare and what I need to do and when I need to do it and all that. And Brian Coolis is going to uh, help you with that, but do it in a real entertaining and creative way. So that show will be coming up in the next few weeks, and we're looking forward to that as well. But I'm so thankful that you're here tonight. Again, I'm Donnie Copeland, your host here on the Red Pill Sports Podcast. And, man, we're just so thankful to have you. And uh, tell somebody about the show. Let them know about it. Uh, And, again, I have some friends that are uh, Ohio State, uh, they're Ohio State um, uh, uh, alumni, and they're big, huge Ohio State fans. So I get it, you know, I get it, and I would be upset if people were talking about that with about LSU, but they can't because LSU 
you know, has won what uh, played in four championship games since 2000, <clears throat> one, two, or three. Uh, let's see, one in 2003, one in uh, 2011, uh, and then 2019. Is that right? Uh, I think so. Maybe 2011 we lost that one to Alabama when we got smoked by Alabama. Um, but but be that as it may, we, we've been there recently. Uh, and, um, and, and then playing the SEC. So, you know, play a gauntlet of a schedule. And so you've got Michigan, you've got Ohio State. So what, uh, that, that plays nobody, but that they're always going to be ranked in the top five, just like typically Oregon is and, and Notre Dame is. Um, and, and Notre Dame was just, I mean, a, a whisker away from, you know, being six and six last year, they were just they were atrocious, and and Kelly left the cupboard full for them. I think Dan Lanning is probably going to do better than at, at Oregon, uh, but but again, I think them playing in the Big Ten, which is not very tough, but it's a whole lot tougher. <coughs> excuse me, a whole lot tougher than the Pac twelve. Um, uh, so or what? Remains of the Pac-12, the Pac-4, I guess it is now. But uh, so let, let's examine. Let's talk about why we think uh, the media props up Michigan and Ohio State like they do. And I think it's uh, it's dollars. It's it's uh, market share. It's uh, that um, huge Ohio State and Michigan alumni base. Uh, they are both national brands, probably even international brands. Um, I think you have uh, a lot of population centers, uh, and then you have the state of Michigan, you have the state of Ohio, uh, which have a lot of TV eyeballs. Then you have the tri-state area around Ohio State and around Michigan uh, that are uh, has a lot of eyeballs. There's a lot of Michigan fans uh, outside of Michigan, a lot of Ohio State fans outside of Ohio State. And then Notre Dame is a national brand, uh, being an independent. They have their own uh, NBC, I believe it is, uh, contract. So they have, you know, and then being a Catholic university, uh, Catholic uh, Catholicism being the largest, uh, uh, not really Protestant, but Protestant-like uh, religion, and, and so you have a, a huge, huge following of Notre Dame fans. And so I think that's – and then I think Phil Knight and Nike has uh, spent the money uh, to his ESPN for getting the preferential treatment. So they're rated, you know, top five usually. They're not this year. Uh, so I think, again, it, it goes back to just economics. It goes back to, hey, man, you know, we, we need more eyeballs. Uh, we need more interest. Uh, we want Ohio State fans, we want Michigan fans, we want Notre Dame fans uh, to not uh, disengage, so we need them. Uh, and so that's why you see them uh, on TV. And and the thing is, it's really hard for ESPN uh, uh, or ABC to play, uh, to to carry many Michigan-Ohio State games because most of their games, other than their game, are so terrible. Uh, I mean, you look at who they play. Uh, and Georgia, you know, Georgia will be on TV quite a bit this year, and it'll be horrible because they don't play anybody. It's it's unbelievable. I think South Carolina, in their first seven or eight games, South Carolina is the only team that is not, you know, almost like uh, not Division Two, but you know, uh, FCS uh, caliber teams. I mean, it's just it's it's really sad. 
So, but I think it's kind of like Denny Crum used to do with the Louisville Cardinals, basketball Cardinals years ago. Uh, you know, Louisville would come out of the first 15, 20 games of the season, and they would typically have two or three losses, which is real rare for the Dukes and the Kentuckys and, you know, those perennial Villanova and uh, those perennial powers. But what Denny Crum would do, he would have, uh, he would have them play some really, really difficult games early and forged them. And so when they got down toward tournament time, I mean, they were they were stroking. And uh, that's why Denny Crum's team's a great coach, Hall of Famer, but also he had them prepared, had them battle-tested. And, and honestly, I think that's why Ohio State fades, and I think that's why Michigan fades when it gets to the really, really uh, difficult – uh, games in specifically in the playoffs because it's certainly not in the Big Ten. Uh, it is because, and if you'll notice, Ohio State and Michigan, when they play Minnesota, they play somebody, they typically struggle because they don't play anybody. Uh, and so, uh, you know, I think that's the reason they struggle. And then the reason I think the media gives them such a pass uh, and and just automatically – you know, I, I think it's such a mockery. Michigan, I can see a little bit just because they got so many starters returning after they did, you know, make it to the playoffs this year and lose again. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, and they, they were definitely respectful this year uh, in their appearance in the playoffs. Uh, you know, before, not so much. And it was embarrassing. But, uh, you know, uh, I just think um, – uh, I, I think it's twofold. I think the uh, eyeballs that they can bring to the table, they just they can't do otherwise. Um, and then I think it, it back it backfires on ESPN and on ABC because uh, you you know when you got the two and three right right now the number two and number three ranked teams in the country, Ohio State, Michigan, uh, or Michigan, Ohio State, uh, then you have to show them. And then they're playing, you know. The, the poor sisters of the blind. I mean, it's, you know, it's it's really, really, uh, and it doesn't serve them well. When they get to the playoffs, it, it just doesn't serve them well. So uh, we, we'll continue on this. Uh, but again, uh, we are brought to you by Red River Auto, redriverauto.com. If you're thinking about a new or used car, go to redriverauto.com. Tell them that the Red Pill Sports Podcast, Donnie Copeland, sent you. Uh, and uh, you will love these people. You'll love dealing with them. Not only will they give you a great deal, but they are phenomenal patriots to do business with. Uh, also, uh, MyPillow, MyPillow.com. Look, do yourself a favor. Get you some of the Giza Dream Sheets. I'm telling you, you will be tickled to death uh, when you order the Giza Dream Sheets. Sleep on those. Uh, the the pillow cases and the... Um, the sheets themselves are just, I can't say enough uh, good about them. And you will get additional savings if you use the promo code RED. So don't forget about that. Um, rip to rest in peace to Alex Collins, the former uh, Arkansas Razorback running back. Phenomenal, phenomenal talent, uh, originally out of Florida, uh, who played for uh, the Seahawks, also uh Played for the Baltimore Ravens, uh, was killed in a motorcycle accident, I believe, in Florida, if I remember right. But everything I've heard about Alex Collins, he was just a uh, down-to-earth good guy, uh, and uh, you know, 
he's typical. I mean, he's 28 years old now, so he wasn't a kid now. But, um, you know, everything I've heard about him wasn't perfect, but who who is? I, you know, certainly not the person talking to you here and probably no one listening. Uh, any of us are perfect, but, but um, Alex Collins from everything, teammates and everybody just talked about how wonderful and kind and, and, and a good person good guy Alex Collins, Alex Collins was and uh, just so sad you know uh, retired played in the NFL I believe what five or six years uh, running backs typically um, I think three years and seven months right at four years is the lifespan of a running back now you see guys run for 15 years 10 years but that's so rare uh, four or five years is max just because they're getting hit on every play and then you have somebody like Alex Collins who runs with such a punishing style. Uh, so it really takes a toll on the body. If you'll notice, safeties and running backs uh, have the uh, typically have the shortest lifespan uh, playing-wise in the NFL, and that's just because of the nature of the position they play because they such high impact and they're getting hit on every play, every, almost every single play, the safety or the running back is whether he's blocking or whether he's actually running and getting hit hard. And it's just like, you know, they're, they're playing, um, you know, they're, they're four or five years is like uh, 12 years to anybody else just because they're getting hit on every play. Um, and so a rip to Alex Collins prayers goes out to he, his family and uh, his teammates and everyone that, thought so much of Alex Collins and certainly made his mark here in the uh, state of Arkansas and was a great ambassador for Razorback football. So rip uh, Alex Collins. Uh, Also, uh, let's see, what else was in the news before we get back or in the sports news uh, before we get back to um, uh, to our our story tonight about Michigan and Ohio State? Uh, well, let, let's dive back into it, and if I can think about what the other was, I'll I'll pull it up. But um, yeah, I think I think uh, Jim Harbaugh, you know, the, the NCAA is is actually just a joke because they gave um, Jim Harbaugh a four game suspension. Listen, the four game suspension was not buying a kid a hamburger uh, that was there on an uh, on an unofficial visit. Uh, which is illegal to to buy meals for students that are not there on a, on a um, official visit. That you know they they don't care. I mean they're giving thousands of dollars or millions of dollars to these players. You know, uh, in aggregate. Uh, so so buying a kid a hamburger that, that's not why he got suspended four games. The reason he got suspended for four games was for lying about it. Now he's basically rejected that deal and said, "No, I'm not doing that." And and here's the the dirty little secret. Uh, and Will Wade, you know LSU knew this too, but Will Wade could have done the exact same thing because NCAA has no power. They have they have no authority. And uh, so Jim Harbaugh basically said, you know, Jim Harbaugh act like the NCAA is a San Francisco policeman. You know, hey, don't do that. And they just walk in anyway and take what they want to out of CVS or out of Walgreens or Macy's or whatever. And that's basically what Jim Harbaugh told him. You know, kick rocks. You know, pound sand. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm gonna coach anyway. 
I know we'll see what happens in the fallout of it, but uh, I would contend, and we may talk about this some other time uh, and do a show about it, but I would contend that probably uh, with this uh, alignment of these super conferences, uh, and I would like to talk about the Pac-12 if we get a chance here tonight, uh, but I think with these alignment of these super conferences, which will end up with three or four or five, maybe three, huge, massive conferences. I think it's going to be the Big Ten, the SEC, maybe the the ACC, uh, and that'll be uh, about it. And so everybody that is somebody will be in one of those three conferences. The rest of the Mountain West, the Pac-12, the American, all those others will, uh, you know, will, will go away unless they're really creative and really innovative, which, speaking of, I think the Pac-4 now could really do themselves a huge favor. They may be them. Uh, they've been going back and forth <coughs> with a couple of teams. Was it Stanford and Cal State uh, that uh, you know keep going back and forth? But uh, or San Diego State maybe. But uh, I think you know I think those teams uh, uh, you know. Uh, I, I think with the Pac-12 or Pac-4, Pac-6, six, whatever it is now, this today I, it'll change by tomorrow. Uh, I think what they got to do, they've got. And this is not original, but I, but I would just want to flesh it out here. I think what they have to do, they have to go to the Mountain West and take in the Mountain West, uh, and then scoop down get uh, SMU, and uh, there was one of the Texas team. Uh, and they they've got to get those they got to get the, in that Texas market. Again, remember the reason Notre Dame, the reason Michigan, the reason uh, that um, Ohio State always gets listed uh, and pegged up there two and three, which is ridiculous. That Michigan and Ohio State's ahead of LSU and Alabama. It's it's unbelievable. But the reason they have to do that is because of you know, the eyeballs. Well, same thing with these conferences. They have to get teams that are in uh, media markets that have the eyeballs. I mean, you think about when you're, you know, in the Mountain West and you're in Utah and you're in uh, Wyoming and you're in uh, Idaho or, or the, the Dakotas. Uh, I mean, you can you can get six or eight of those um states together and not have as many people as you have in the DFW, Dallas-Fort Worth area. So it behooves the Mountain West uh, and the Pac-12 to come together, Pac-4, whatever it is now, to come together, pull in SMU, pull in a North Texas or whomever. Uh, I don't think North Texas is, is at that level. Uh, but you got to go in there and you got to get uh, some of those Texas teams uh, that uh, can give you access to some of those markets. Uh, look, I remember the day, I know when my boys were young, and we lived up north of Dallas, about 30, well, about 40 minutes north of Dallas, uh, in a little town called Sherman, uh, about 40,000 people, nice little town. It's really blown up lately with all the uh, Silicon Valley uh, stuff coming in there. Uh, not Silicon Valley, um, uh, wafer chips, um, being built there by Texas Instruments, they put three huge uh, chip factories there, and it's it's really blowing up. But nonetheless, we would we would go down uh, to catch football during the you know football season. We'd go down to SMU, and they had the new Ford Stadium back then. Really, really super nice, smaller but super nice. Probably you know uh, you could probably put what twenty five thousand in it. 
but super intimate, super nice, real classy. Uh, SMU super wealthy school anyway. We'd go down there, and it was a decent, you know, they were trying to make her come back from their death penalty. And decent brand of football. wasn't great, but it's it's getting better uh, under Rhett Lashley, I believe, is is there now, former, uh, actually former Arkansas uh, guy uh, that was with, um, with uh, all former uh, Malzahn, uh, Gus Malzahn. Uh, and uh, was with Gus Malzahn in high school, uh, then went to Auburn with him, and uh, ended up uh, at uh, SMU, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, I think that's what the Pac-4 now, or Pac-6, needs to do, join with the Mountain West, go down and get a couple of those uh, uh, those Texas teams that are not being courted by the uh, the Big 12 uh, and, and I failed to mention a while ago when I was talking about the major conferences, uh, SEC, Big 12, AAC, and Big 10. So I think, you know, and then if the if the Pac-12, uh, Pac-4, Pac-6, whatever it is, Mountain West, could come up with, I think they could actually be one of the Power Fives and could actually be the Pac-West. Um, that's not original with me. I heard that from somebody else, that Pac-West um, terminology. So uh, I want to give credit to... And if I remembered who it was, I'd give them credit for it. But so it was certainly wasn't original with me. Um, so let's let's close out. Let's let's get back to Michigan, Ohio State again. I think the reason, I, you know, just when I saw the the ratings or the rankings come out, um, and it was Georgia number one, which they're defending two time national champions back to back. Hard not to peg them at number one. I don't think they'll be undefeated. Don't think they'll win the national championship three years in a row, which has not been done. I don't think that'll happen. Uh, I think um, I think there's some chinks in the armor. Uh, yeah, they're as talented as, as ever. I just don't think they're long-term. Uh, and, and, and for some strange reason, now, uh, you know, Bennett, um, oh, um, uh, oh, man, Stetson, Stetson Bennett, you know, he played lights out. I mean, I never had any confidence in the guy. I watched him in his NFL debut, and he played really well. Uh, so, you know, uh, with the uh, Rams, was it? Uh, you know, played played really uh, well uh, and, and played lights out for Georgia. So, you know, I, I didn't see that coming, but he was he was he was really good. Um but but they they've struggled at quarterback. They just have, and uh, I think that's where they'll struggle this year. I think they got a lot of, but I think there's a lot of distraction there. I think there's a lot there's some cultural um, things wrong in that program. Not wrong, but I think that that I, I think some of it's Kirby Smart style. I think it wears, uh, and and I, I I'm just going to predict that this year. It's going to be a shockingly disappointing year for Georgia. Now, you know, if they win a third one in a row, I'll come on here and eat crow like, you know, uh, like I should. But I really think uh, it's not outside the possibility. I would say what an outside uh, possibility for them to lose two or three games, but they don't play anybody. So I, I think they will lose. I, I could see them losing to, to South Carolina. Absolutely could. And I think you saw some of this last year. They would kind of take games off. I think that's that intensity. Uh, Kirby tries to be uh, Nick Saban with that intensity. But listen, when you have that intensity, you have to have the um, organizational skills. You have to have the substance 
that backs up that intensity. And and I don't think it's there. I, I, I think now, I think they've won two in a row on uh, just pure talent and and they're tough and and um and I honestly they're pretty fresh when they get to the playoffs just because they hadn't played anybody. But I think they're I think they'll have poor poorer or poor uh, uh quarterback play. I think there'll be some uh discipline breakdowns and, and I think this is a year where the wheels don't fall off but I think they wobble and uh and then I think uh, Alabama's probably not, you know, because the quarterback, they're not going to be as good. Uh, very talented, but I don't think they're going to be as good. Uh, I think LSU's going to have a great year barring, you know, they're pretty shallow in some areas, very deep in others. But barring any major injuries, I think they could be in the playoff hunt and could win it all. Um but not Michigan, Ohio State. I, th- I think, again, I think it's like the two thieves on Home Alone, uh, Danny DeVito and the other guy, uh, the tall guy. They're so goofy. Uh, I think they're, you know, they, they're, they're a lot of bark and not much bite. I think they're uh, men- seem to be menacing. Uh, the media at least tries to make them menacing. But I think at the end of the day, uh, they slip and fall and bump their head and, you know, uh, end up on the outside looking in. I think that's the way it uh, ends up. So that's just one man's opinion, and uh, I'm thankful that you joined us tonight. It's been a pleasure visiting with you and talking with you, and uh, I'm so thankful that you've been a part of the Red Pill uh, Sports Podcast. Tell somebody about the podcast. Let them know about it, and uh, we'll be right back here next Tuesday, and you take care of yourself, and I'll talk to you later. All right, bye-bye. The Doc Washburn Show family of podcasts, a Yetcher Media Company.